Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Nightmare K-Hawk, back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a heck of a Saturday. You know, I was watching some lacrosse. I was watching Albany play uh, Philadelphia. We got our asses kicked tonight. Let me tell you, it was bad. It was like 16 to 5 or something like that. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible, folks. So, Albany's looking bad right now. Hometown of Rochester looks pretty good. They did lose to Buffalo tonight, so pretty shocking, pretty shocking. Uh, I think Halifax beat uh, Calgary as well. So it's been a very interesting night. Uh, Dogecoin, a quick crypto update. Dogecoin got to 10 cents, which was great. Um, it was very beautiful to see it's back in double digits. I think it's going to have a pullback probably tomorrow night on Sunday night going into Monday. But it's very good, folks. But I got a couple stories for you tonight. Probably not going to be a long podcast, but we'll see how it goes. But folks, we got to talk about some independent news. We got a story out of, I think it's out of Iran. This Iranian couple is to be jailed over Instagram post. Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting bad out there. If you're in one of these countries like Iran, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, you might want to stay your ass off of social media. So, an Iranian couple has been sentenced to over a decade in jail for Instagram video of themselves dancing at a city square, according to a report by the human rights activist news agency. So, the 22-year-old Amar Mohammed and Amanda, no, Amar Mohammed and 21-year-old Astada Haji, I know I'm pronouncing your name wrong, sister, I apologize, who are engaged are lifestyles and fashion influencers with over a million followers on Instagram. They were reportedly arrested on November 1st, 2022 after posting a video of themselves dancing at Azida Tower, aka Freedom Tower in Iran's capital, Tehran. That is just insane. On November 1st, security forces arrested this couple violently after they published a video on social media showing them dancing in the city square. According to a report by the Washington Post, each was sentenced to 10 years and six months in prison for promotion of impurity and indecency, assemble and collision against national security and propaganda against the regime. They were also banned from leaving the country or using social media for two years. Now, folks, this is completely asinine. This is completely out of control. However, the Islamic Republic News Agency later said that they were sentenced to five years of prison and the punishment was not for dancing, but for calling, but for calling for protest. It is clear that the anti-revolution forces have falsely reported the charges by claiming each were sentenced to 10 years. Uh, they had published a call for a rally on November 4th and called for riots on their Instagram pages. Iran Wire and independent outlets said the influence were not allowed legal representation in court and their families were under instructions not to comment on the situation. So, folks, when you're in places like this, you know, this is why sometimes I count my lucky chickens to say, thank goodness I live in a place like the United States, because if I live in a place like Iran, do it, I'd have been in prison straight up. No, no doubt about it, bro. Like, in places like this, folks, this is why you don't want to live in places like this. This is why it's very important. And I hope this couple had Monero or Pirate Chain because if they didn't, their money's all gone. If they have Bitcoin, they're done. Like, their wallet's probably seized. They probably have all their Bitcoin. So, hopefully, they have Monero or Pirate Chain. And this is one of the reasons why, as an open Bitcoiner as I am, or a solar punk, as I, um, as I just found out today that I'm... Uh, if you want to put me in a box, that's what I would. That's the punks I would be part of. It's the solar punk movement. Um, we have lunar punks and we have cyberpunks. I'm not. I'm not a cyberpunk. I'm not a lunar punk. I'm a solar punk. So, for me, this is completely dis- disrespectful, folks. But I'm not surprised in a place like Iran, their laws are completely fucked up, completely asinine, completely backwards. Um, but folks. Man, if this had happened in the United States, there'd be protests all over all 50 states right now. Like, literally, there'd be protests everywhere. 
Like, no one would be going to work. People would be stealing, looting, destroying things, setting things on fire. Had this happened in the United States, this shit would have went viral. But because it wouldn't happen in Iran, obviously nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares except for me. Because I found this story very disturbing when I read this earlier. It was absolutely asinine, absolutely disgusting. Could not believe this had actually happened to these people, this married couple. It's absolutely disgusting. And... The laws need to change, man. Internationally, the laws need to change. Like, seriously. And I'm not calling for an international law to step in or the UN to step in, but somebody's got to step in, man, because this is ridiculous. And yes, they did call for protesters and rioters to come to freaking Freedom Square. I get all that for protests. But there's a lot of other stuff going on right now in Iran that's absolutely ridiculous, folks. But let me know what y'all think about this story, man. I think this is completely ridiculous by the government and the regime. It's pathetic. Moving on, folks. We got the UK Nudge Unit recommends various online psychological manipulation when people shop and travel to push a net zero society. So the Behavior Insight team started by the UK government to then in late 2021 became owned by NISTA which describes itself as an independent charity focused on innovation, has a new report out. And while its author present it as a useful guide towards building a net zero society, what observers critical of this content have taken away from it is that it is promoting and detailing various forms of psychological manipulation of people. The problem that Behavioral Insight Team, a.k.a. Nudge Unit, has found for itself to solve a solve is part of the climate change narrative where achieving net zero means doing away with greenhouse gas emissions and they don't seem to care if they if the way to get there is through direct manipulation of people specifically online via promotes nudges towards making choices that are not really theirs but serve the agenda these choices concern and consume people's everyday lives, what they wear, what and how much they eat, how they travel to work, whether that job is climate friendly. What the fuck is this shit, man? How they travel just in general and where to, for example, for a vacation. This is completely stupid. Let's continue. There are all examples of what the reports aim to affect from the behavioral perspective and clearly the solution is to actively push citizens towards social transformation. In this sense, the, rec the report recommends putting prompts in apps that would seek to direct the users to order less, take away food through what critics might call reality transformation. One suggests is changing the name of small portions to regular portion. At one point, the report mentions BIT case study four which deals with exploring the role of social media influence as vehicles to promote green behavior. Big Case Study 12, meanwhile, is about helping solvent transport delivery and effective mobility as a service app. Solvent Transport is a partnership with local transport authorities, while the main idea here is encourage people out of cars and nudging them towards other means of transportation. Big Case Study 15 is one about encouraging customers to order smaller portions on takeaway platforms. Several suggestions are made to make sustainable food easy, including utilizing the fact that online shopping gives many opportunities to provide timely substitute promotes or encourage personalized goals and tips linked to product filters and ranking. Bit says that in producing these case studies of intervention, it partnered with HMG, the French government, UAE, Crown Prince Court, World Wildlife Forum, Unlever, Tesco, Sky, Gumtree, Kogo, and among others. Ladies and gentlemen, so you got this nudge unit trying to manipulate people into going to net zero. This is absolutely ridiculous. Like, what are we doing, folks? What are we doing? We know for a fact the climate agenda is a complete hoax. It's not real. There's no climate change problem. There's nothing wrong with the climate. They're manipulating the weather. There's a reason why outside 
Folks, where I live at, it's negative 20 degrees outside Celsius. It's negative 20 degrees Celsius outside. Just a couple of days ago, it was 47 degrees here. How'd it go from 47 to negative 20? Yeah, folks, the weather's being manipulated. You can see it looking up right in your skies, folks. Folks, in this story, they are trying to get you out of your cars, make you order less food, less takeout. I mean, you shouldn't be eating takeout to begin with, but if you are going to eat takeout, who the hell is the government and these groups to tell you what you cannot have? Like, this is ridiculous. They think ordering less takeout is going to help the climate change agenda? Are these people out of their fucking minds? Like, what is wrong with these people? I'm telling you, folks, these people are not human. They're really not. They're trying to get you out of your cars. Like, let's be fucking serious. Really? You use social media influence as a vehicle to promote green behavior? Really? Oh my god, folks. Folks, if you guys if you guys and girls out there are not understanding that you're being played right now, if you're in the United Kingdom, and this is going to happen all over the world for us, it's just not going to be the United Kingdom, trust me when I tell you this, it's going to happen everywhere. They're going to do away with everything because they're going to make it that we have to follow the green agenda, which is completely asinine. As a solar punk, yes, I love the environment. Yes, I want technology and the environment to be a balance and everything to be very beautiful, right? I would love for a metropolis city to have green and farms all over the place in the city. Like you see in those uh, like uh, solar punk movies, you know, those anime movies where they have the lush green and it's the beautiful freaking sky and everything's so beautiful and everybody has food and no one's in poverty or or poor or anything like that. I would love a thing like that. But is that realistic in this world? Absolutely not. So the point is, as much as I love the climate and once as I want pollution and all this shit to get out of here, it's not realistic. And there's no climate problem. The problem is, is that you're trying to force people to do it. No, what we need to do is educate people and let them make their own decisions. Let the entrepreneurs fix the planet. Let the people that understand what we need to do. I've said this for years and I've been saying it since seventh grade. We need to clean out the fucking oceans. That's what we need to do. We need to clean out the fucking ocean. Some of these oceans around the world are absolutely disgusting with trash, garbage, litter, all this shit is in there. We need to clean that shit out. Clean it out. Personally, we definitely need to clean out the oceans. And we need to stop cutting trees too. For sure. But at the end of the day, folks, at the end of the fucking day, there's no greenhouse gas problem. We don't have that much of an issue. A lot of the trees actually need those greenhouse gases. But your overlords, our overlords, freaking at the World Economic Forum, the United Nations wants to put us in this fake utopia, aka dystopia, freaking everyone's poor, everyone's broke, everyone's living off the government's handouts, has to do what they're told, getting shot up with fucking poison in their body. This is completely ridiculous, folks. Having us all eating insects and fucking fake meat and all this crap that they want us to do. It's completely stupid, folks. They don't, they don't want us doing anything unless we're told by them to do it. Like we're fucking robots. This is ridiculous. And trust me, folks, it gets worse. Let me go to the next article. So, the Canadian senator blasts his censorship bill. Now, this is actually a good thing. So, Canadian senator David Adams Richard is sounding alarm bells around Bill C-11 as a tool of censorship as the legislature is entering the final part of the debate in Canada's Senate. C-11 is a successor to Bill C-10, designed to aim the broadcast at which failed in 2021, aim a fury criticism regarding the way it sought to regulate online platforms. Richard was a vocal critic of C-10 as well, saying at one point during the debate, two years ago that it didn't need 
amendments, but a stake through the heart, which figuratively speaking is eventually received. So Canada's citizenship bill explained a chilling law that lets the government censor user generated content. Now the sender is no less passionate, passionately opposed to C-11, which he expressed during a recent debate concerning a comprised amendment related to user content regulation when he said this law will be one of the scapegoating all those who do not fit into what our bureaucrats think Canada should be. One of the key arguments offered by the bill sponsors is that it amends the broadcast and regulatory landscape to ensure representation of Canadians from different ethnic, cultural, racial, and sexual orientation backgrounds. In his address, however, Richard said he saw C-11 as a citizenship passing as national inclusion. He made his speech in the context of historical examples of authorities suppressing freedom of expression and moved on to describe the current state of society. The attempt at wokeness as something that has turned Canada into a land of scapegoaters and finger pointers. And while some laws and regulations oppose outright citizenship, Richard seems to be more concerned with the possibility that C-11 might benefit from the state of society to introduce more self-censorship. Richard noted George Orwell warning against making a prison of self-censorship to then slam the proposed bill as going a long way towards creating one. The idea of any political deciding what a man or woman is allowed to write to fit a prescribed national agenda is a horrified thing, the senator said, addressing his colleagues. Richard spoke against giving the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunication Commission such power that will allow it to decide what is considered Canadian content or who should be allowed to bob their heads up out of the new murkiness we have created. The center also warned that although geared towards regulating the internet in these new controversial ways, C11 would also spill over into other traditional forms of content creation, including books and music writing. In his speech, Richard strongly rejected the possibility that it should be the heritage minister's power to identify what is Canadian's content and spoke in favor of the concept of identifying rather than identity politics. So that's a good thing. If you're in Canada, folks, you definitely need to be calling your senators and telling them to strike this fucking bill down because this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Like, how could anybody in Canada go along with this shit? Like, you're going to fuck it up for everybody else. All your Canadian citizens, which they don't really give a fuck about, personally. But you have to think about it, folks, that this shit is getting so bad out here. There's so many distractions out here right now. Like, it's absolutely asinine, folks. Asinine. What they're trying to do. They're trying to censor and block you where your government will decide on what you can and cannot put online. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. The dumbest shit ever. Ridiculous. You're trying to destroy all creativity. All creativity. All of it. All of it. From the time a child is born to the time they die. Absolutely all creativity would suck. It would be horrible. It would all have to be artificial intelligence. Which, again, I like artificial intelligence. But I know the risk of artificial intelligence. The point is, is that at the end of the day, these son of a bitches don't want you to be creative. They don't want you thinking. They don't want you doing shit. They want you to be a mindless zombie, folks. A mindless fucking zombie. That is the worst thing on planet Earth. There's a reason why America has been dumbed down. They don't want you ain't thinking anymore. They don't want you doing shit. They want you being a mindless, brainless brute that don't know shit. Don't know your name. Don't know how to spell. Don't know how to read. Don't know how to write. Don't know how to do math. Don't know how to do shit. And let your government approve it. Folks, we're heading towards a time when slavery was absolutely at its worst. 1714, folks. Yikes. But, folks, we got more news to get to. And like I said, I'll give you my thoughts at the end of this. So we got the WHO. 
releases International Pandemic Treaty Zero Draft that targets misinformation and disinformation. So the unelected global health agency will get new legally binding citizenship power if the treaty passes. So the World Health Organization, the WHO, recently released a zero draft of its international pandemic treaty, which would give the unelected global health agency new powers to tackle anything that it deems to be false, misleading, misinformation, or disinformation if it passes. The WHO has been pushing this treaty since December 2021. And those driving the treaty intend to present a final report to the World Health Assembly, the whose decision-making body in May of 2024. If adopted, the treaty will be legally binding under international law in the WHO's 194 membering states who represent 98% of all the countries in the world will be required to comply with the treaty demands to target misinformation. The zero draft is similar to previous versions of the treaty and the provisions related to the misinformation are described in Article 17, Strengthening Pandemic and Public Health Literature. This section of the treaty calls for member states to tackle false, misleading, misinformation, or disinformation, including through promotion or international cooperation. It also urges member states to manage info documents, a term coined by the WHO that refers to too much information, including false or misleading information in digital or physical environments during a disease outbreak. Specifically, member states are told to manage those so-called uh, disinformationers through effective channels, including social media. The scope of this treaty also extends beyond the WHO's member base. Article 16, whole of government and whole of society approached at the national level urges member states to collaborate with non-state actors in the private sector as part of the whole of society response to decision-making. Implementation, monitoring, evaluation, as well as effective feedback mechanism. We obtain a copy of the zero draft of the WHO's pandemic treaty for you here. As with any attempt to censor content that deems to be misinformation, this pandemic treaty raises questions about these so-called authorities who decide what misinformation is. Experts are now starting to admit that many claims that were once pushed as being true by authorities, such as the claim that COVID vaccine will prevent infection, are false. And these questions are particularly pertained in this instance because the WHO is infamous for a misleading tweet during the early stages of the pandemic that amplified claims from Chinese authorities that there was no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of coronavirus. Ah, the tables have turned. The WHO releases this the zero draft of the International Pandemic Treaty during its 152nd Executive Board meeting, which began on January 3rd and will end on February 7th. The International Pandemic Treaty will be adopted under Article 19 of the WHO Constitution. If passed, this article lets the WHA impose legally binding conventions on the WHO member states with a two-thirds majority vote. Typically, elected officials vote on the laws that apply to their country. But with this WHO lawmaking process, a handful of global representatives decide the rules that apply to all countries, regardless of whether a third of WHO member states vote against the International Pandemic Treaty. It will still apply to their country under international law. In addition to limiting politicians' power to decide on laws that apply to their country, this process also limits citizens' ability to hold politicians accountable at the ballot box. What the fuck? WHO member state representatives are mostly unelected diplomats who remain in their position regardless of changes in government and a majority of votes determining whether an international law applies to a particular country are cast by representatives from other nations. The international pandemic tree has the back of many Democrat countries, including the United States, not surprising, United Kingdom, not surprising, Canada, not surprising, Australia, not surprising, New Zealand, not surprising, and the European Council, the EC, which represents 27 European Union member states. Despite the WHO's undemocratic lawmaking process, the release of this zero-draft international pandemic treaty comes days after the WHO said misinformation, misinformation needs to be tackled. The WHO also shared a video stating that anti-vax 
Vaccine activism is deadlier than global terrorism. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. Do you understand that if this passes, folks, all your rights are over. Every last bit of it. Cancel that. Cancel your freedom of speech. Cancel your freedom to expression. Cancel your freedom to protest. Cancel your freedom to speak out at all. Cancel all your rights. You might as well turn off the internet. Cancel your cancel your Xbox subscription. Cancel your PlayStation subscription. Throw everything in the trash can. Just throw it all in the trash can. Don't even like just 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 destroy all your investments. Get rid of all your crypto. Throw all your Monero in the garbage can. Throw it all in the trash can, bro. Throw it all in the trash can. Because you're not gonna be able to talk about it. It's gonna be deemed as misinformation if you talk about privacy coins. It's being the real crypto. Um, it's going to be all misinformation. You know, it's going to be misinformation that you use red cups at a college party versus orange cups. It's going to be all misinformation. You're going to be deemed as a fucking terrorist. You know, misinformation, disinformation. So it's going to be absolutely pathetic. Um, I'm not saying that life ain't going to be worth uh, living, but it's going to be damn hard to live. Every single day if this shit passes, folks. Uh, we have till May of 2024. So we better get our ass on the ball. Don't worry about this World War III stuff. That ain't going to happen. I don't believe that's going to happen. It wouldn't do them any justice for that to happen anyway. Even though it could. But I don't believe it will. And stop worrying about all these distractions, folks. We have a bigger fish to worry about. And that's the who. Yes, the World Health Organization, the biggest enemy that humanity has, bigger than the WEF. These people here never leave their positions, ever. These son of a bitches are unelected officials. Unelected officials that we don't even know about, don't even know where the fuck they came from. This random people that's in a position of power, that if this treaty goes through, it's game over for us. Game over for us. You can blame your politicians. You can blame the Jews. You can blame the Jesuits. You can blame the Germans. You can blame whoever the fuck you want to blame. But we have no one to blame but ourselves if we allow this shit to go through. If we allow this fucking treaty to get passed, it's game over. I don't want to hear about, oh, well, you know, this company over here is sex trafficking. They will have be allowed to do that because the WHO now owns the entire world. The World Health Organization, the most dangerous organization on the face of this earth, the WHO, has the most disgusting, most asinine logo of all time. That is Satan's logo, folks. That's Satan's logo. A snake. On top of the world. Remember. The devil. Went to the garden of Eve. Went to the garden. That God created. The devil showed up as a snake folks. What does the who have as his fucking. As his fucking logo. A snake. The world health organization is a snake in the grass folks. No one in a mama should trust the who. At all. As much as I don't like the WEF, the WEF is no match for the WHO. At all. The World Health Organization is the most dangerous entity the world has ever seen. The most dangerous. We have to take them out. We have to take them out, folks. There is no negotiating with these people. There is no conversating with these people. There is no, hey, let me shake your hand. Let's go to dinner. No, ain't none of that. We got to kick their ass. We got to take these son of a bitches out. Out. We have to blow up the World Health Order. And that's right, folks. I said it live on my podcast. And yes, I probably will be deemed as a domestic terrorist or an international terrorist. But we need to blow up the World Health Organization. We need to kill everybody in there today. Right now. We need to kill them all. Take them out. Wipe their ass off the face of this earth. They have to go. They have to go. They have to go. They have to go. There is no negotiating. There is no 
excuse for these people being in power. There is no excuse for that organization to exist. None. None. None at all. We don't need a World Health Organization. For what? What do we need a World Health Organization for? For what? I don't need your expertise, bro. You're not an expert in health. You don't know anything. You don't know how my body works. You know nothing. All you're trying to do is push your vaccine so you can get rich. No, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Period in the story. And folks, that is all the stories I have for you tonight. But I got some things to say. Listen. I understand. Well, Nightmare, these people are, are looking out for us. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not looking out for you at all. They can give two shits about you. As a matter of fact, the World Health Organization is working on the same agenda as all the elites are working on. Depopulation. That is their number one goal. To depopulate the earth. Because we need to save Mother Earth. Right? But here's the thing, folks. As a solar punk, I know for a fact that the earth's not in trouble. It's not. I mean, it might seem to be with all the pollution, the air quality, and all that stuff. But folks, the earth is not in trouble. You know what the problem is? It's the corporations. It's the people at the top who are destroying the earth and blaming us for it. That's the problem. The people at the top need to go. See, the carbon we need to get rid of is the people at the top. That's the carbon we need to get rid of. It's not us. It's not us at the bottom. No, no, no. It's the people at the top of the pyramid we need to get rid of. That's the carbon we need to dispose of. It's them. And then once they're out of the way, we as an earth can thrive because we have entrepreneurs that come up with good ideas. We have people out there that really make some fantastic stuff because they're really great entrepreneurs and they understand the problems of the earth. They understand the problems of human beings and animals and the ocean. I've talked to these people. I've seen these people. There's a lot of great people in the world that are entrepreneurs, folks. But their mind is manipulated. Excuse me one second. Sorry about that. I had to burp. But anyway, like I said, folks, it is asinine. These people are manipulated. They're being played by the who. They're being played by the WEF. These people are being screwed over. And I know a lot of these entrepreneurs that are doing such great things in their country and great things around the world to help people. And I love when I see these projects and the things these people are doing. To help the earth. But it's so sad. That they're manipulated by the WEF. And they're manipulated by the WHO. And I hear a bunch of TED talks about climate change. And it's fascinating to hear these people talk. And how much they want to help the earth. They want to do right by the earth. And I get all of that. I love the earth too. I live here. So I want the earth to be safe as well. I want to be safe for my future kids. And my grandkids. And my great grandkids. And generations after me. But the problem is, we got these son of a bitches in power telling you, trying to scare you half to death, saying we have 10 years or we're all doomed. Really? So you must have had a time machine and went into the future and found out that in 10 years from now, by 2033, if we don't get this shit cleaned out, all this carbon and gas emissions and all this shit. In 10 years, we're all dead. Is that what the future looks like? Because that's not the future I see. Let me tell you the future I see. If we comply with this shit. 70% of the world population is dead. And it's not dead because of climate change. It's dead because they got manipulated into taking a foreign substance to put in their body that killed them. Period. End of story. Half the world and 70% of the world is gone. That means there's 30% of us left on the planet. Now, 
How does the world look? Run by artificial intelligence. Most of the, most of the people at the top are dead now because they they got too old and they died off. So they're dead. Um, the world is kind of very dystopian. Um, like just terrible buildings everywhere, folks. Like it would be very a very dystopian place if we comply with their agenda. I'm being serious, folks. I'm being very, very serious. If we comply with this agenda that they're pushing on us, the future is going to be very, very bleak. It really is, folks. It's going to be very, very bleak. Now, that's one scenario. Here's another scenario. The other scenario is a lot of people don't die. We continue to increase in population, right? We're eating bugs. We're poor. Most of us spend our time in the metaverse. And we rent everything. Nobody has a car. Everybody takes public transportation. Everyone gets their brainwave scanned. And everyone pretends to be happy. And we're not happy. We're depressed, sad, and desperate. Crying every night ourselves to sleep. Because we live in this quote-unquote utopia world where everything's automated. AI does everything. Robots do everything. And we pretty much spend most of our time as human beings in the metaverse. Which I am a fan of. But, and I'm going to put, I'm a fan of in quotation marks because I know the evil behind it. But, folks, Think about this. No more social interaction unless you're in the metaverse as an avatar? Really? That's the world you want to be in? That world will suck. Absolutely be terrible. That would be horrible. Absolutely terrible. I'm not a people person, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a people person, realistically. Because like I told you before, I think most people are stupid. They're complete fucking morons. Period. End of story. That's what I believe. Because people actually show me that they're fucking morons. Period. The point is. Is that at the end of the day, folks. At the end of the fucking day. We have a chance to be free here. We have an opportunity to really set humanity and reset humanity here. And I know I shouldn't be using the WEF's fucking terms, but I have to. We have a chance to reshape our world, folks, for the better. Now, like I told you, would I love to see a green, beautiful world again? Yes. Yes. I would love to see everyone not being poor, everyone be able to feed themselves, all kids be able to eat around the world, all families be able to eat around the world. There's enough food for everybody. The problem is it's in the wrong hands. It's the issue. So I keep saying on on my podcast, folks, we got to get rid of the people at the top. And I know people are going to say, well, Nightmare, what about the sheeple? They need someone to tell them, give them direction. They don't understand what it's like to be free. They don't get it. I get that. We would have to, as a society, decide on who should we put back in government? Period. And what I'm saying is, is that we need a council. We don't need a government. We need a council. We need a council of people who we can entrust in to make sure that people are well educated. And I'm talking about real education, folks. Learning how to grow your own food, exercising, meditation, learn to control your emotions, everything like that, you know, not teaching kids about changing sexes at the age of four, fuck no, they need to learn what it's like to do ABCs, you know, hooked on phonics, what the hell happened to hooked on phonics, like, Jesus, Like, that's how old I am. 
I mean, what the hell happened to Hooked on Phonics? Does anybody know? But for Christ's sake, man, we need to be letting these kids be kids. Stop teaching about sexuality at the age of four. This is asinine and completely stupid. And we need to teach financial education to school, folks. We really do. And if we don't want to go to a school, like a public or a private school, we could do homeschooling, folks, like they did back in the day. Maybe we go back to using barns as schools. Yes, I said it, barns. We can use a barn, God damn it, and use it as a school. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Maybe we need to go back to the barns and freaking teach school in a barn. Seriously. Because teaching it in a fucking brick building or some goddamn fucking college-like institution doesn't seem to work well. But hey, these are just my ideas, folks. I'm just, listen, I'm really serious about this. We really need to teach people how to farm. We really need to go back about 100 years ago in 1923 when people had their own farms in their backyards. I mean, folks, people used to grow their own food just 100 years ago. Just 100 years ago, one century ago, people used to do this. They barely went to the supermarket, maybe to pick up some milk or something. Or cheese or some shit like that. But as far as vegetables and fruit, people grew that shit in their yards. But, you know, it would take a hell of a lot to really re-educate people the way we need to. We need to teach people not to get addicted to technology as well. Um, not to be scrolling and looking at their phone every five minutes. Especially on social media. It's okay to look at your phone. As long as you're not looking at social media. Or YouTube videos that are like. Not teach you anything. Now if you're looking at finance videos. I can respect that. Learn how to cook videos. I can respect that. Uh, comedy maybe once in a while. Wrestling maybe once in a while. Video games maybe once in a while. You know. But some educational right. And then you got to have time to play folks. You got to have time to play. And you got to not get addicted to like cryptos and things like that and be going asinine and be, you know, calling people out of their names and calling them shit coiners and all this stuff. We need to cut all that nonsense out, folks. See, our brains have been brainwashed and this is why they give you all this stuff. So it gets you brainwashed and gets you so riled up, so caught up that you forget who the fuck you are, bro. And that's why I always say... I stick to my solar punk ways. If you want to put me in that box, um, I would say that because being an open Bitcoiner, like I've always said, I'm open to new ideas. I don't like how the American style of Bitcoin is, you know, how they be doing like cowboy shit and, you know, having all these parties, people taking off their shirt at fucking con conferences and shit, waving around like a crazy bird, screaming Bitcoin, nothing else. But I look at from the from the opposite way, which is the East, the way they use Bitcoin in the East, folks, as a tool, as a way just to go transact, you know what I mean, buy what you need and keep it pushing, send money to somebody and keep it pushing, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, and keep it pushing, but in the West, we act like, especially in the United States, we act like Bitcoin is God, and it's absolutely pathetic, it's absolutely asinine. That's one of the reasons why I haven't been to a Bitcoin conference in so long. Um, like, I'm going to my first Bitcoin conference this year. I know I'm in for a world of trouble. Hopefully, hopefully when I go to Atlanta, it won't be crazy and out of freaking bounds. Um, I won't have a lot of Bitcoin maxis that I'm talking to, but most likely I will run into those people. And those people I don't consider fucking Bitcoiners at all. Um, I kind of stick to the ethos. I kind of stay to, you know, what Bitcoin was meant to be digital cash. I use this digital cash on the Lightning Network. Um, it doesn't work on a base layer. Now they've added um, ordinals or NFTs onto Bitcoin's blockchain, which is going to be very interesting. Um, I have no problem with NFTs, digital art, um, digital videos, digital media. 
Like I put my podcast on NFTs as well. So I use uh this app called NFT and it um loads my podcast on the Polygon network, so it's on the Polygon blockchain forever, which is pretty freaking awesome. So I mint my uh my podcast every episode. I try to mint every episode. I'm gonna have to get all the episodes on the Polygon network um blockchain and go from there. So that's just me. But uh, I think NFTs have a use case. I don't have any problem with NFTs like a lot of people do. I know people see it as a money pit. I don't. I see it as a way to get your information on the blockchain permanently. So in the future, when people go check the blockchain, go looking around at different blocks, they can see, oh, what's this content? Oh, this is a picture of this person's dog back in 2023. Oh, this is his podcast from 2021. Oh, I want to take a listen. And then they download it, boop, they listen to it, hear your podcast, and they decide whether they like it or don't like it. So that's what I like about NFTs and non-fungible tokens. Gives you able to record on a digital ledger permanently and keep your records there permanently. Never can be deleted, altered, changed, or censored, which is great. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, folks, like, it's really getting... To that point, folks, there's a lot of narratives going around. You got the drum beatings of World War III, as I mentioned earlier. You had this black dude get beat up in Memphis by some black cops. Um, You had a weather balloon in the United States, apparently from China. I don't believe that for two seconds. I think that's just a ploy. I think that was put up there by the United States government to blame China so they can go to war with China. Over Taiwan, obviously. Um, the U.S. dollar is collapsing, folks. We're almost back to a dollar. Uh, with the U.S. dollar being worth one dollar. Um, I actually got below a dollar. I actually was worth 99 cents for a little bit when Jerome Powell would speak. But then it soared back up to a dollar two. So, ladies and gentlemen. Get your money out of the banking system. Start putting your U.S. dollars, if you're in the United States. Start putting your uh, U.S. dollars. This is not financial advice, but here's what I would tell you. Put your U.S. dollars in some assets. Stocks, real estate, um, cryptos, Bitcoin, the Lightning Network, Sats, uh, Satoshis, uh, Monero, Pirate Chain. Start trading if you want to do that. But folks... You might want to start using your dollars. And I don't mean going out and buying stupid shit like televisions and fucking Lamborghinis and and big ass wedding rings. No, no, no. Don't be buying those. What you want to do is you buy some tangible assets. Get some gold. Get some silver. Everybody can afford a silver coin at the moment, folks. So, something you might want to look into. Get uh, Get you a gold coin if you can. Um, get you something valuable, something tangible that's going to keep your purchasing power up, folks. Because we're getting to that nitty gritty, folks. And this year is really going to tell what the world is going to be like going forward, folks. This is going to be the year. Either we establish freedom or we don't. If we don't establish freedom, folks, well then, it's pretty much game over. It's game over. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. We can't blame the who. We can't blame the WF, we can't blame Bill Gates, we can't blame Elon Musk, we can't blame nobody but ourselves, folks, because we didn't do anything. We sat here, we sat on our, and twiddled our thumbs, we just hoped that everything would go back to normal, and it didn't, and now we're in, now we're in this stupid ass world, this dystopian world where everything's fucked up, automated, getting our brains scanned at our fucking job, our boss can see what the hell we're thinking about. The authorities can come and arrest us and throw us in prison for thinking certain thoughts in our head because they can see our brain waves as well, which is completely asinine, which is the most disgusting thing on the planet Earth, folks. Like, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the United Nations is trying to... uh, Provide platform with guidelines to regulate speech on their platforms. Folks, it is getting completely out of control. 
They want to control everything we do. But there is, there is a, there is a thing called Tox, T-O-X. This is a open source protocol uh, for private communication. So something to take a look at. It's an open source tech world called Tox. This protocol that is behind a various decentralized cross-platform client apps seek to solve the instant messaging problem in terms of privacy and security. At the same time, East Chu promoting corporate interest in hidden agendas. So folks, this is something called Tox. It's an instant messaging app. It does depend on centralized servers and it is instead peer-to-peer distributed and end-to-end encrypted. And it is called Tox, T-O-X. So something to keep an eye on, folks, if you're looking for an instant messenger. Take a look at Tox. So there you go. So there's a solution, folks. Again, I'll be putting a link to this story in the description below. I mean, like I said, the United Nations is pushing for uh, guidelines. Well, the United Nations provide platforms with guidelines for regulate online speech, folks. They're trying to take your online freedom of speech away on different platforms. We're already, we've already been seeing that for a couple of years now, but they're really pushing it now. So, folks, they're going to have this at the International Conference to be held February 21st to the 23rd in uh, Paris, France. So if you are in Paris, France, folks, and you are an advocate for free speech, I suggest you go down to this international conference being held in Paris, France on February 21st to the 23rd. Uh, Let's see. It says the UNESCO International Conference. So I don't know where that's being held in Paris, France, but if you folks out there that listen to my podcast know where this is being held. Make sure you set up protests out there. Get your signs. Stand out there. Let them know how you feel. That freedom of speech needs to stay. And damn it, do not let up. Don't cause any violence. Please don't cause any violence. Because that's exactly what they want so they can bring in more regulation. So we got to stay strong, folks. We got to stay firm. We got to protest. We got to get our voices heard out there. And again, I will put all the links in the description below, folks. Let me know what y'all think out there. But I'm going to go ahead and get the hell off, folks. I'm going to continue mining this Bitcoin so I can get close to 0.1 Bitcoin so I can move it into my uh, wallet and uh, use it as freaking money. But anyway, folks, it's your boy Nightmare Calc signing off. This episode will be available on Wednesday. No, no, I'm going to make it available Tuesday. At 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. So I will holler at y'all next week. Peace. Everyone enjoy the rest of their weekend. I love y'all. Be safe out there. Be nice to each other. And stop calling each other shit coins. Because that hurts other people's feelings. Bye, people. I'm out. Peace.